Well, this is Parley Pod, the parliamentarian podcast where we talk about parliamentary issues. Parliamentary just means having to do with meetings. So we talk about making meetings faster, more effective, better, and more enjoyable. Uh, I'm Kirby Glad. I'm a professional registered parliamentarian certified by the National Association of Parliamentarians. And as a professional, I've worked with many, many groups of very different types, whether they be political organizations, dog clubs, uh, unions, uh, church groups, to help them improve their meetings and make them better. Today we're going to talk about appealing the ruling of the chair. Now, this comes after a point of order. And uh, let's talk about the uh, principle of parliamentary law, because I try to always explain the principles behind the rules so that you can understand them better and you can also remember the rules better. So the principle of parliamentary law is that it is the assembly, the body, the members uh, that has the final say. They're the judge and jury in every situation is the total membership. Now we do elect a chair or president or whatever it's called in your organization, but there's someone who has a responsibility to make rulings on parliamentary matters during the meeting to chair the meeting and make sure that everything proceeds along following the rules. The rules include uh, the parliamentary procedure rules, the Roberts rules, the bylaws and such. Now, uh, whenever uh, any member feels like the rules are not being followed, and by the way, all members have the right and responsibility uh, to do this, there's no point in complaining about the chair doing something unfairly or not following the rules if you as a member don't call them on it and take advantage of your right and responsibility to raise a point of order. I do understand it can get ridiculous. Some chairs are so inept that you'd have to be raising a point of order every sentence and no one would like that. But uh, in, in these cases, whenever there's a, a transgression of the rules, every member has a duty to make sure that all the rules are being followed. So a member would be able to say when they observe that something is happening that's not in accordance with the rules, without waiting to be recognized, just stand and say, point of order. And uh, this does not require a second. Any member of the, of the assembly can do it. The chair then uh, says, okay, please state your point, state your point of order, uh, at which time the member will explain, here is what we're doing that isn't following the rules. The chair then has a, the responsibility and the duty, as I've mentioned, to make a ruling and to say either your point is well taken, meaning, uh, yes, good point, good, good catch. Uh, we're now going to change what we're doing in order to follow the rules better. Or the chair could say, oh, your point is not well taken. And usually there's some explanation, like um, you have no idea what you're talking about. I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, the, the chair will say, well, this is the rule, and this is why uh, your point of order is not well taken. Now, at that time, if uh, the chair says that the point is not well taken, or if you think the, the point is well taken incorrectly, then you can, or any member of the assembly can, uh, appeal the ruling of the chair, and you just uh, to do that, you just stand without being waiting to be recognized again, uh, even if you're interrupting another speaker, and say appeal or I appeal the ruling of the chair. Now this does require a second because uh, it requires some discussion and a vote, and we're not going to do all that unless there's at least two people that agree. So someone has to second it, 
And then uh, what will happen is what should happen if the parliamentarian is properly advising the chair and the chair knows the rule, is that we're going to have a debate about the rule. Now, uh, we're not going to have a discussion about, you know, this thing or that thing or, uh, you know, what whatever was the the um, the the point of order was, you know, the topic or the motion was about. We're only going to talk about the rule that's being violated and if it really is being violated or not. That's the focus of the discussion. So if the point of order is raised about some procedural matter on the main motion, you're not going to debate the main motion, but you can debate the ruling and the point of order that was uh, that was brought up. So this has uh, this process has some very specific rules and unusual, unique rules that allow the chair to participate in the debate because the chair is who won, the one who made the ruling. And so uh, this is a uh, departure from the, the normal rule in a large group, which is the chair doesn't participate in debate. So I will discuss exactly how this debate occurs in just a minute. First, we're going to take a short break and pay some bills. Well, we're back now on Party Pad, um, Party Pod, to talk about the unique way that uh, debates are handled on the appeal. Now, I should point out that um, uh, an appeal can only be made if uh, there is no possible, uh, if there is a possible way, if there is a possible way that there could be two different decisions. So, in other words, if the decision is so obvious that there's no real way of, uh, of having any other decision, then the appeal is dilatory and the chair should say, oh, that's dilatory. But the chair should be very careful about uh, doing this because just throwing away people's appeals, unless they really are obviously just meant to waste time, is just not a good look and could lead to the removal of the chair. So if there are two possible ways of interpreting the rule, then the appeal should be allowed. Now, the appeal is debatable. Uh, in almost all cases, it's not debatable if it relates to indecorum uh, or transgression of the rules of speaking, like if someone's calling somebody names or, uh, you know, being a, a, a violating the rules of decorum, then it's not going to be appealable. Or you can appeal it, but there's no debate because it's obvious to everyone. We all heard what the person was saying. We can all decide uh, if it's uh, legit or not. So those can be appealed, but it's not debatable. It's not debatable if it relates to the priority of business. Um, the reason is that we could waste more time arguing about the order of business than just uh, doing the business. So you can appeal it, but it's not debatable. And when there's an undebatable question immediately pending uh, or uh, there's somehow involved uh, in the appeal or in the rule, uh, the point of order, then uh, the debate is uh, it's not debatable. There's no debate on the appeal, but you can still make the appeal and we still go through the, um, the appeals process. But let me explain the rules of the debate. So if debate is allowed, then the chair makes the first comments. Now the chair uh, can also say, well, I'm gonna hold my comments uh, for rebuttal. So is there anyone else who wants to speak? But the chair may, uh, because by right and, and privilege of being elected as the chair, it's his responsibility to know the rules and to make these uh, these calls, these decisions, these rulings. And so he may say, well, uh, this is the rule as I understand it, and this is the reason why I made the decision. 
Uh, now, in very extremely rare cases, uh, it's okay for the chair to uh, ask the parliamentarian to come to the microphone and explain the rule, especially if it's a very complicated rule. Now, in, if, if that's done, then the parliamentarian is not, should not be saying whether the chair was right or wrong. The chair, the parliamentarian should only just state the rule, give the facts uh, of the rule, and then, uh, and then sit down. Um, it's not uh, to, to make a comment of whether the rule was uh, followed correctly or not by the chair would be uh, participating in the debate. And that should very rarely be done. I mean, uh, having the, the parliamentarian talk to the body should be extremely, extremely rare, but it's a possibility, especially if everybody doesn't understand what's going on. Then uh, the, the chair would just say, is there any further discussion? And anybody who wants to talk about it can be recognized. Uh, by saying Mr. Chair or standing up or whatever is the custom in your area and then uh, having the opportunities to speak on it. Uh, and then somebody may stand up and say, well, I read on page 45 of Robert's Rules that this is, says this and, and, uh, and so this is why I think it's wrong. And somebody else will say, well, yes, but you don't know about the exception here on page 87 and that's why I think it's right. And just go back and forth talking about the rule or talking about the rules or you know, trying to explain why it was applied correctly or incorrectly. And then that continues until the debate is ended. Now, the debate can be ended one of two ways. There can be a previous question, motion for previous question, uh, and if that's carried, then the debate is ended. Or uh, if, if nobody else is willing to speak, the chair can just say, okay, hearing no further debate, the debate is ended, and the chair always gets to speak last. So even if there's a previous question, um, passed or adopted, the chair still gets to have the last say, even if there's nobody else and the chair wants to end debate and he says, okay, there's no further debate, he can still speak last. Again, because that's his right and privileges as chair. So he can uh, rebut everything that was said, or he can give his reasons again, or uh, whatever uh, he needs to do to explain his, uh, his reason for his decision, uh, he can do that. And then there's a vote. And the chair uh, states the question as, shall the decision of the chair be sustained? We never ask, should the chair be sustained? Because the vote is about the decision, uh, not about the chair. And we should all keep that in mind when voting for this, is even if we like the person, uh, we may not sustain the decision that was made. So the, the question is, shall the decision of the chair be sustained? And um, if there is a, uh, a majority vote, uh, then the decision of the chair is sustained. Uh, if there is a not a majority vote, then uh, the, the chair is overturned, and then business will continue on uh, based upon that decision. So it's, it's a vote. Again, the principle of parliamentary law is it is the assembly that is responsible for interpreting the rules and for uh, determining, uh, as judge and jury, uh, any actions that would take place in the meeting. Well, that's all for us today here at Party Pod. Thanks for joining. And remember that you can send your questions. You can either post it on our blog at parliamentarian.com or send your questions by email to kirby at parliamentarian.com. That's K-I-R-B-Y at parliamentarian.com. We're happy to uh, get suggestions of what to address on future podcasts or answer any questions that you have. And here's hoping that you will have better, faster, more efficient, and more enjoyable meetings. Thanks.